What's up all you beautiful people? Happy days are here. This is your boy Hobart. It's your boy Hobart on this Saturday, March 12th, coming to you on the digital tide from my voice to the microphone to the ones and zeros to the computer to the ones and zeros to your phone to the speaker to your ears. The cycle is complete. Man, I got a good guest today. I'm stoked. Uh, my guest today is just just an all-in-around basketball stud. An amazing human being. Beacon of love, life, light, and laughter. And, uh, and just, a, just a true specimen, as, they, as, the, as the term goes. Um, Neil Chavez, uh, is a man that I went to school with. We grew up, I've known him since like third, fourth grade. Um, and he is the, he is the eldest son of house Chavez, a, you know, one of the great houses. And I mean that in the Tolkienian sense, you know, you, you hear about the house of Elrond, uh, the last homely house of the West, a great house. And uh, House Chavez is worthy of that name as well. They are a house that is steeped in basketball legendary, basketball royalty, known in Marin County as being uh, a house of basketball stars. And Neil is no exception. Uh, So having him on uh, was was exciting. We we grew up, I, I remember... You know, growing up in in the valley, we had a little uh, mini basketball court at our school. So you know, fifth, fourth, fifth grade, we would have basketball runs, hooping it up. And uh, and Neil was about four years younger, so he was one of the quote unquote little kids. But uh, but his talents were so undeniable that we always uh, would let him play with us big kids. And he was a he was a, a stud from day one, hitting his pull ups, just consistent. Mild mannered, humble, but uh, but the game spoke volumes. So, uh, I I had uh, you know it's been a couple years since we really connected, and uh, a couple weeks ago I was just <clears throat> you know scrolling through the gram as one does, and I came across uh, his videos, uh, his stories to be precise, and uh, you know Neil is a goofy guy, they're very entertaining, but. He was talking about this David Goggins 48 and 48 challenge that he was about to undertake, uh, which is essentially Neil and his family, the, the clan Chavez, they ran 48 miles in 48 hours. So just to break that down, take a moment, and just let that breathe. That's four miles every four hours for 48 hours. So just put yourself in that in that position. 44 miles every four hours. So you run your four miles, you get a couple hours to break, then you're back at it again throughout the night, throughout the day. And the family did it and they and they achieved it. And uh, God damn if that ain't inspiring. So I wanted to get Neil on to uh, talk about his experience, to share his wisdom uh, and just to just to be himself, because that's what we do here at the Bart Cast. 
and uh, and I got to say that he did not disappoint on any front. Um, this was a really fun episode to get to do. I uh, felt like it was just sinking back into a natural style of chopping it up, and uh, I was really, really stoked um, to reconnect with Neil. Um, that's one of the, the, the best gifts of doing this podcast is you, you just build these new connections with people, and uh, we've been playing a lot of basketball lately. We, we played last night. We had some great runs. It was just so much fun, you know, getting out on the courts and playing with someone who who has good fundamentals. So, um, you know, we, we talk about the experience. We talk about diet. We talk about philosophy, uh, the family, um, you know, a, a real champion's buffet of, of just great takes. And then, you know, because this is the Bardcast and it wouldn't be complete with a, loud, a little bit of eclectic, philosophizing we dive into Catan settlers of Catan strategy arguably the greatest board game of all time come at me if you have a difference in opinion but 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 that's my story um so yeah it was a it was a bona fide gas uh talking to my boy Neil and uh he's just got a good swag to him and um I'm grateful that he came on so uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. You know, this is this is a, a nice, concise episode. Uh, so sit back, get your hibiscus cooler, kick your feet up, roll a dube, whatever you do, you know, to enjoy your podcasts. Do that and uh, and just let the love flow, baby, and uh, and dance. I think that was Neil's prescription for everybody, just dance. So without further ado, let me introduce to you my man, Neil Chavez, on this episode 49 of the Bartcast. Great to hear from you. What a surprise. The water, yo. The water's on our side, yo. We're running with the water. It's the best. I like how you started it. Do that again. Can you do some more of those? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't feel like there was like any like critiquing of like, yo, like it was kind of like once you're I guess a basketball player, you you don't have to get your raps critiqued. Yeah, I mean when you when you're putting down the bags because mm-hmm. you've got your bag. Right. The, the, yeah, you got someone you got just entourage. someone's like, yeah, that's good. Yeah, a lot of yes men, but you know I gotta say he was better than I expected. It was hilarious. Yeah. But Lonzo Ball, you know, he had a couple bars. Who knows? Maybe he had a homie write him for him. Maybe you can I've heard other songs that I was like, that's cool. Yeah. And like I actually it was you know, that one sounded funny to me, was my first instinct. But like I'm still like, shit's good. Game recognized game. Way to go, yeah. Did you ever watch the show? Fall in the family? I did for a little bit. Yeah, me and my brother were pretty, were loving it for I a loved minute. it, dude. Yeah. I thought it was hella funny. 
uh, it started getting, you know, a little drama heavy. Oh, yeah. And I tiptoed out, but I thought it was cool. I felt like the, the, um, it, it actually influenced me with like my own, especially with like editing for comedy because they do this thing in the show where they'll like, they do it all the time. I think they overdo it, but like someone will say something and then they'll put the words up as if it's like this epic quote, like it's super deep, you uh-huh. know, and it's not because yeah. those guys are all hella shallow, Yeah, but like it's hella fun. Like it makes it funnier to see like, Oh, you think that that's worth right. putting up in words? Word, yeah. So like, that's something now that like in my own, you know, like seeing how that plays from like the, you know, the audience perspective, like, that's now a tool that I can like use. Yeah. I, you know. I feel like they got an untouched depth though. I feel like the way the show is produced too uh, was very like shallow yeah. level of, but it's like, I think that, you know, the way that they produced it or the way that they like set it up made it like very like slapstick kind of. It seemed almost like it was a cousin or something, you know, like right? it was like yeah. in the family, yeah. someone they knew, yeah. they hired. Put together you know, the show, yeah. Wasn't like the most professional level of like direction nah. or, nah. you know, but, but that almost like lent it this natural quality that made it like interesting. A little home video which yeah, was cool. For sure. Uh, I, was, I can't believe like one thing that always strikes me about like NBA players is like how you can make it to the league with such a terrible diet. Like those dudes eat like McDonald's. Hella like, pizza. Hella pizza. Like, like waffles. They like went to China. All they did was eat McDonald's. Yeah. And like, and I'm like, damn, like just imagine if they were like, if they were hella eating nutrients, eating, yeah, that was really good, good for nutrition. Them. Not like super processed foods. Yeah, a lot of it has to do with probably how much they were working out where right. they were able not to say that then you don't need to eat better food, but mm-hmm that probably helped just the process of like, cause those dudes were just hooping, running, eating, yeah, hooping, running, eating, chilling, making music, apparently, you know, kicking it. But like, I could see that that, that is a funny, like, I think that's a development that happens in the league is you grow to know like, Oh, like I got to take care of my body. I got to, you know, eat the right foods, mm-hmm. recovery, when stretch stretch all that when you're 18 19 yeah. you're just like you don't want to hear that no you're like pizza <laughs> like cool i'm ready right yeah yeah I, I it's amazing too to see like i would just think like if i was if i was in the league uh <laughs> that's the the best place to start yeah i love i love that i love that that train of thought uh i feel like yoga man like i would just do oh, so yeah. much yoga every day yeah and it's always amazes me like <clears throat> when you're growing up, when I was growing up, I just assumed like everybody stretches, everybody mm. takes really good care of their bodies. And then, but then you come to find out like so many people just are like white knuckling it and yeah. just pushing and just permanently in pain. Yeah. Permanently yeah. sore. Totally. And, and, and that's you know almost more impressive in some ways, I guess. Yeah. That's a sadder reality though. Mm-hmm. We're rooting for, people's bodies to be feeling good i mean it makes you think like what does wiggins do you know a player like wiggins who gets so many i mean he's played so many he's so healthy he's right healthy right his durability yeah i would guess he does some yoga right 
I would guess. Yeah, I mean, he has that sleepy look in his eyes in some games. I would guess he's <laughs> on his stretching. I would guess he's, you know, drinking his water, yeah. jumping in the ocean. I, I bet you he's on all that. When you were playing in college, did you notice, like, did your diet change? Were you yeah. – how did, how did that – how did that look? It was, um, I mean, you were just, when I was playing at College of Marin, it was probably the most intense practices and training that I've ever done. Keep talking, I'm just going to adjust this down. It was like, we would be doing like three and a half hour practices, be it track or weight room and then in the gym. So when we would get home, it would be just fuel up and so it would be like hella pasta like mm -hmm. and i was lucky to be living at home so didn't even have to really like make my own meals as much like mom would just be yeah a whole big thing of pasta or like you know just some protein too some chicken all that but it changed when luke became or recognized that he was gluten intolerant mm. And then also dairy, fruit, like uh, lactose intolerant. And so we went on a gluten-free diet for a bit. And that was kind of early in the gluten-free thing where it felt like the substitution for gluten, like gluten-free bread, was like almost not, it was like almost just as bad or like worse right. for you than like the little bit of like, you know, like the, the other way. So... We tried that for a while, but yeah, then the, the alternatives, like the waffles that you would eat that were gluten-free weren't any better than the, right. the other ones. So. Just to put different filler in it. Yeah. I feel like a lot of that early gluten-free stuff, like I wasn't gluten intolerant, but when I would eat that stuff, it made me feel like the symptoms of celiac. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I'd be like, man, I feel like my stomach's all yeah, gassy. Yeah, my stomach's kind of gurgly. Yeah, this is yeah. not good shit. Yeah. No, so definitely that was... That was the the case with me too, where I was like, I tried it, and then yeah, I was like, okay, it's not for me. Um, but yeah, mostly just ate a lot. It was like because I was trying to gain weight, um, or just like try to keep keep weight, keep weight. Yeah, because we were just like moving a lot. Yeah, did you feel like a a change in just what it meant to take in calories? Like, like, did, did your body feel different eating food or did it, was it, was there a change in that experience? Yeah. I never was aware of calories until I got to college. And it was like, that would be part of the off season training would be like, you should put on 10 pounds hmm. and then it would be like, oh, how do I do that? And then it would be like, well, you could eat, you know, track your calories, make sure you're eating all these eggs or whatever like however you get there but for me like i just i was never able like i watched my brother skylar gain hella weight through eating a lot of eggs like an unhealthy amount of eggs probably but i was never able to gain weight like that like or still or haven't been able to yet mm. um and that's part of i feel so sorry for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah right people are listening right now like oh yeah everyone's like oh cool yeah i mean i haven't been able to gain good weight it's my cross to bear yeah i've been able to gain like the weight i don't want like i mean i'm down 25 pounds right now from mm. uh december and Damn. and so that was i've always my weight has fluctuated in that way like if i start working out 
my body adapts to it mm-hmm. pretty quick but um i've never been able to gain like i'm trying to gain like 10 pounds in my legs and like 10 pounds on my, my upstairs and like 20 pounds for me would be huge mm-hmm. like that would be a big difference in terms of like my explosion and just like i have like wiry strength but if i was like able to like have some muscle mass have some muscle mass so i can yeah. move around a little bit more so that's a still a, a journey i'm on it's like okay that would be cool i don't really know how to do it yet i think like right. eat a lot and lift yeah. a lot but i've been running a lot so uh-huh. it all cancels it out yeah i mean i've i feel like there is a lot there's like more information of course than ever about uh directing your nutrition for certain objectives right yeah for certain outcomes and it's i've even heard that like structuring your meals during certain times in the day mm-hmm. like knowing what to eat when yeah like your system goes through different cycles throughout your waking hours yeah and it's not as simple as just like eat x x and x no. uh but i also think like one thing i've noticed because i've done like experiments with like going like grain free or like like my body feels best when i'm eating like meat and vegetables mm-hmm. and like uh but I love bread. Mm-hmm. I love bread. Yeah. Uh, so like when I have done that and I'm still trying to be on a strict diet, I feel like it changes my psychology mm. and I get a little harder on myself mm. and maybe sometimes on other people too. Like mm. I think discipline is like a double edged sword sometimes. Yeah. It has the potential to make it can sharpen like so much. But you also got to, like, keep the compassion that, like, disciplines yeah, your thing. Check your judgment. Yeah. Because yeah. I do find that, like, if I get too deep in the discipline game, like, I, I'll start, like, you know, getting on my brother. Like, yeah, why are you eating that? Yeah, like, come He's on, like, man. Like, <laughs> like, we all try, like, I'm on this growth path. Yeah, You've why'd you bring too. these cookies <laughs> in the house, yo? Totally, you know I'm going to totally. eat them. Yeah, I'm just, on that all the time. I get all my critical. family. Yeah, yeah I'm like, exactly. yo, like. I didn't buy these cookies, <laughs> but y'all are they're in front of me totally. talking to me. No. Yeah. I mean, I started doing, um, so for my 28th birthday, I think that was, I wanted everyone in my family to give me a presentation on like something that they knew or were interested about. And they wanted to like do a little PowerPoint or a little presentation and talk about it. And my mom did one on apothegy and the process of your body using uh like all of its fuel and like kind of like how i what i took from her presentation was like giving your body long enough stretches between eating to use everything that you put into it so that then it can like clean out its like cells and like kind of just like a full like system overload of being able to like use what you put Mm -hmm. in and then get ready for your next like meal or whatever was that like intermittent fasting? Exactly. So I, I, it was intermittent fasting and she's been on it. And so I just, yeah, kind of followed her lead on that one and was like, okay, like while I was trying to lose weight, just got on the intermittent fasting and that little bit of discipline kind of, uh, gave me some momentum just to like focus my days more where it was like, all right, I'll just have, you know, like a warm, like beverage that's maybe not coffee the first thing in the morning and then like wait till lunch to eat and not even breakfast up and just go 
and then not eat anything after 10 because those snack hours for me that's where i i was gaining all my weight oh yeah it was just the after 10 munchies that were just like cheese popcorn yeah dude cheesy popcorn. <laughs> dude, that's my, cheesy that's my popcorn yo that yaya's i go hard yeah yaya's. cheesy popcorn will get you so it was it was that dude it was yeah. all that all that stuff was the stuff that's that impressive getting. like intermittent fasting without doing coffee yeah because like, to me that's like the only way i could do it because coffee is kind of an appetite suppressant for me totally so like i could like i think i you know i kind of do it sometimes without trying to because i'll like yeah just have a dinner and i'll stay up late and then i'll sleep in yeah and i won't eat till like some days like two or three p.m like today i think i had breakfast at like three, 3 yeah i was wondering when you said yeah after your interview you were yeah. like i haven't had breakfast and i was like all right i thought maybe you were fasting right there right yeah. Like some days like shoot days too if i'm trying to get things together for a podcast or for a production like uh you know i'll go i'll just go on coffee and i'll be fine like i almost have more energy than if i'm trying to digest something heavy yeah um but you know i was definitely drinking coffee too that was like something that i learned like from a buddy that I was working with who was like telling me like, oh, maybe the first thing you put in your body shouldn't be coffee. Hmm. But it was like, okay, like I was just drinking the espresso black then and not putting oat milk in it because my mom was like that sugar or whatever will start your and you were, we were trying to get to ketosis. Yeah, that was the word, the magic word, that magic word. And so, um, yeah, I chased that for a little bit and then. After I lost the weight, I was like, okay, now I, I don't want to miss breakfast anymore because I'm trying to gain more weight. Did you did you make it to ketosis? Yeah, I made it to ketosis a couple of times. It was dope. What did, what did it feel like? Um, and maybe you can define ketosis for people that, are, that okay. have never heard it before. Yeah, so ketosis, the way that I know it, is basically this. I just know it from the process of how it had to happen. We had to prick my finger and take a little bit of blood and read it. And then that would be, I think it was like the level that of your the sugar in your blood. I think it was reading that. Hmm. And I could be wrong on that one. But it was like basically your body processed everything it had in its system and was now like in this fasting state. It was kind of like that was how the general gist mm-hmm. of, of what I got from it. And we would do that test a couple of times. But after a while, I was like, I don't want to get my finger poked like <laughs> right. too many times. So I, I think I heard like, isn't it like part of ketosis is you're like you're changing your metabolism from only like eating like because like you're the way that we've evolved our. Metabol- our systems will always consume the sugars first because mm-hmm. they were traditionally rare. Right. And that's a really quick, easy source of energy. Right. But the idea of ketosis is you're, you're depriving your body of the sugar yeah. and these certain foods that contain sugars so that uh, your body starts to eat off of its fats. To get to the other stuff. Yeah. that's so does- Thank you for filling in those holes. That is what it was. was like it gets to the your fat stores and shit that like doesn't get hit quicker. Mm -hmm. The sugars get used first. So what were the like subjective benefits of, of getting into that state? Did you, were you, did you feel different? I would, 
you know, trying to transport myself back to those moments. Mm-hmm. I think from remembering it, no. Uh, like, I think more just the act of having something to organize my day around that was like, it made food mean more to me. Like, it was like, okay, like, I think I just, a general, I think, I guess what I would say is, my stomach felt better, like, because I hadn't eaten late at night. Mm. That was the main thing that I felt was, like, in the morning, I just felt better because, like, I slept on an emptier stomach. So, it, all night, my, I wasn't, like, trying to process my food. Yeah, you don't I have that big like, insulin dump into your nah, system. I was just, like, sleeping. Yeah. And that was, that, I think, was the biggest difference. Dude, I ate a super burrito last night after I got back from your spot. Me and Tony hit hit up La Mission on our way home and Yep. That's dude, the that's, spot felt, right there. I love that burrito. It's delicious, spot. but like, dude, I think I'm getting to this point in my life, I hate to say it, where like Yeah. My body does not know what to do with super burritos. No. And I get it I felt like shit after I ate that and it was Yeah. I love burritos. I'll make my own burritos and they're right. pretty fire, but I think that one thing I've noticed is that eating out, like, a lot of the f- quality of the food yeah. that a restaurant is is providing, you know, there's a monetary incentive there to, to cut costs. The margins are already so thin. Yeah. Like, I should really just be making my own organic burritos. Yeah. Make fire burritos, but. Yeah, trust your own burrito. But, yeah, that last night my system was definitely, I ate that thing. Well, the whole super thing, it's like, get, I want the guacamole mm-hmm. and, like, even the sour cream if i'm feeling it yeah but the size right is where it's like that's and it's just tough to eat a half burrito no i'm I'm not thinking about stopping until i get to that nub at the end right it's like a sandwich they give you a break (laughs) like it's just like you have two halves it's optional second half half you can wrap and put and you're good right but like a half burrito is like that's a wild call it's like all right yeah, I know my brother always gets to this state where it's like he's full, but there isn't enough left for another meal. Yeah. So he's like, I'm just going to eat it all. And then he's just like, he's like oh, yeah. yeah. No, it is. It's it's a real thing, man. Yeah. I, I do a lot of like breakfast burritos are my favorite meal. Oh, yeah. And I make a fire breakfast burrito. But I've tried to like wean out the processed flour yeah. out of my diet. And, I've, and I've, you know. I have my cheat days. I like my pizza every now and then, but oh, yeah. I've been doing the corn tortilla. Dub, I was going to ask. Yeah. 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 That's, that's that real, like your body can do something with it. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's quite the same, uh, you know, cause I found that, you know, when I do go back, especially if I haven't eaten in a while, having that flour tortilla, mm. it's delicious, but like I've get such a drop in energy right after I eat it. Yeah. And uh, that was another thing I noticed when I did the month off of processed grains, my sensitivity went way up. Like, yeah, like because I was also trying to cut out sugar. Mm. There's a couple times I had ice cream mm-hmm. and I had like a headache the next day. Like, yeah, your, sen- it was like, your tolerance you do? went down. Yeah, totally. yeah. that's so, cool. Um, yeah, I could see that happening. Like, I think your body is in a constant state of ad- adapting to what you're doing to it. And so it's like. It's cool to know that it's on your team too, but like giving you that sign of like, yo, I'm not used to that because right. it, it, I'd been stopped feeling that sugar high. That's totally. cool. Yeah. That, speaking of 
adjustments mm. and 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 things we put our body through. Yeah. Let's talk about what you just put your body through. You want to like what is, what is this thing, you know, I went out to your house just to give some context to all you folk out there. Uh yesterday, our Neil graciously invited me out to his spot for a little barbecue. Um, you know, we've we grew up together, known each other since way back. But I kind of got into this latest connection by through like your Instagram stories, finding mm-hmm. out you're doing this epic run. And uh, you want to talk about what that was, and yeah, so, so people can have an idea of what you just put yourself through. Yeah, totally. First, I'll just run through a couple of nicknames. Yeah, that uh, people have given me, and some that I've <laughs> given myself. For sure. Um, Chav, Chavi, Wheel, Big Wheel, Real Deal, Neil guacamole spider-man the coyote <laughs> the wily coyote <laughs> um yeah love yo and i think for me like this whole challenge this 48 miles in 48 hours was all oh, the screens out over there i think all right we'll pause real quick boom I don't know when it went. Hmm? I don't know when it went, but it's all good. Still got the audio. We got that audio, baby. That's out of battery. We got two on here. We'll string them together. That's another one of my nicknames, String Bean, String Cheese. We're rolling. <laughs> the White Buffalo. The White Buffalo, okay. <laughs> nice. The Backyard Farmer. The Hunchback Whale. The Hunchback Whale? Or the Hunchback Whale. Yeah, I think the hunchback whale. Cause like the humpback whale is like that's like that's a real thing, but I've been trying to work on my posture and just keeping my keeping my core a little tighter, letting my shoulders drop back into their natural state. Whereas mm-hmm. I think just as a tall person I've had a tendency to kinda get small or like curl. Hunchy. Yeah, just get a little hunchy. Cause like, All right, we're back. And we're back, baby. So, the hunchback of Noter, I mean the hunchback whale. The hunchback whale of Woodacre, California. There you go. Uh, so, 48 miles, 48 days. 48 days would be tough, dude. I mean, 48 miles in 48 hours. Yeah. Uh yeah, what is this? Let's t- okay. tell the people what you just did. All right, so there is a unbeknownst to me, there's a challenge called um, Forty Eight and Forty Eight, and uh, someone by the name of David Goggins, who is kind of busted on the scene as like an inspirational like 
uh, personality. Yeah. And my brother brought this challenge to my attention. My brother Lucas, who lives in Washington, um, and he was like, yo, we should do this challenge. It happens March 4th, and, you know, we could we could push the date back. I think he was talking to this around Christmas. He was bringing it up. And I was, at that point, starting to run and starting to kind of, like, find my flow and, like, kind of be happy and trying to, like, figure out what I needed to do to be happy. And running has always made me happy. You know, there's always, I always had things I could go to that like yeah. were my cornerstones to find my peace type you zones. And me, you and me both, man. That's my biggest antidepressant is going for a run. Yeah. Your day at the end of the day, like I got to that run state where I was like, you know, I let my thoughts flow and I got to be out on the trails or whatever. So that was an easy, um, easy medicine for me. And when he put that challenge out, I think something with numbers, like the way that they flowed, it was like four miles every four hours, 448 hours. And I was like, okay, like my brain kind of latched to it. I was like, okay, like, yeah, let's do it. And from there, it gave me something to train to. So I started training more. So I was like running a good amount and just putting, putting miles in. I felt like the, the, you know, most like not overthink it way of doing it was Mm -hmm. like, oh, you're going to be doing this running thing. So run so you did do there was like a prep period for it yeah i would say from january to um to march 4th to okay was that like two days ago yeah so that was kind of the three three and a half months four months almost of yeah january february like two months so yeah like two 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 months months. yeah and 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 just really clearly because i think still people might have a question like what is the 48 and 48? Oh, yeah, right. Okay, so you, for 48 hours, starting March 4th at 8 p.m., people all around the world, probably, um, definitely in the States, were running every four hours, they would complete four miles. Wow. And so when you started at 8, you run your four miles in whatever time you did it in, and then you have until 12 p.m. or midnight, 12 a.m., I guess, to, yeah, rest. to rest and get right and then jump back out there, run at midnight, come back, rest, run at four in the morning, come back, rest. This, this is almost like triggering to even like <laughs> at this point i'm like yo that's right like that happened like oh yeah those 12 that four uh-huh. the eight o'clock run you're thinking back to that grid yeah i'm just like yo that loop was wild like i brought my times with me and a funny thing that we did was like try to find the average of my times and it was like a fun math problem to do with my brother because it was like trying to convert the like you know 33 point like 45 seconds to like a calculator which would be like on the 100th like decimal level yeah so it got to be this fun math problem but um yeah we did figure we did figure that out i was impressed when i heard that you were 
running your four, like it sounded like you were averaging around a half an hour for four miles. Yeah. Which is like a seven and a half minute mile, which is, I had trouble doing that in high school, man. That's a, that's impressive. Yeah. I was a little North of 30. Um, the average that we got to was 34 and 28 seconds on some rough, you know, some rough math numbers, but I trust them. Um, and yeah, the, the splits were like, you know, my highest, I was up there. The hardest runs were probably the legs nine and 10 when you were just, you weren't quite to those last two. You were like still in that, just like, okay, let's, let's get through this. But it was, uh, those were 38 minutes, 30 seconds, and then 38, 21. And I think I did kind of have this goal in my head that I was like, you can hit sub 40. Like, so I think in my mind, I was kind of, I planted like a, uh, I floated that out there. Like, all right, let's, let's try to complete this sub 40. And so I was stoked to do that all 12 legs. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's an achievement for sure. Yeah. Um, that's so cool too. Like it, so I wasn't aware that it was like a global thing happening at this specific time. I thought you guys just put it together right. with each other. But so there was people all over the world doing this thing this last weekend. Yeah. I, I haven't seen footage of like people doing it outside of like just what I've briefly seen on Goggins' Instagram, which mm-hmm. there was runners in San Francisco. There was runners in Sacramento and he floated that out there. Like you could go run with him if you wanted. I floated it to him like you could come run with us if you want. I was like, "Yo, yeah, you could come out here, dude. We got it valley style." I don't even know. I mean, I know he went to Sacramento and I know he went to San Francisco and I think he went down to Ventura and ran on the pier. I don't know if he's from California. I don't know really anything about this guy. I I downloaded his book. Okay. Um, You never listened to him like on Rogan or given any of his interviews. I listened to him like he would pop up on my YouTube like suggested stories. Mm And he would, like, say some funny shit, like, he'd be on, like, one of his, like, 100-mile, like, runs, and he'd be like, you know when that voice in your head just starts sounding like a straight bitch? (laughs) And and I'm like, this dude is hilarious. And so, funny enough, I'd be like, Luke would send me a video of him working out, and then Goggins would, like, you know, be, like, I think that's, like, stand-up, like, like comedic gold right there. Dude's running. And he's, like, making fun of the voice in his head. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, I'll go get my shoes on. I'll go for a run. Yeah. Um, but it was uh, it was cool to kind of, like, yeah, get, um, get fired up in a funny way to me. Because I didn't take, I mean, I don't want to, like, I think he's had a serious life. And, like, he's had real shit that he had to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just that he has floated that this idea out there and that this many people have gravitated to it as something they wanted to do is super beautiful. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily think you need to have such a, um, like a aggro energy towards it. (laughs) I think that there's like a more beautiful way to kind of like float in, in and out of that state. Um, at least I, you know, look for that myself but um it was uh yeah it was cool to see that there you know i mean i had a buddy up in fairbanks who was running while we were running down in the valley and like fairbanks alaska so it was just 
chilly yo like real cold mm-hmm. and i'll show you a picture at some point where his beard is just frozen wow and um it was cool to reconnect with him because you know we were teammates in in fairbanks but like yeah just having having this kind of network of people like checking in on this thing i was doing and then like maybe oh like maybe i'll do that so it became this cool like kind of so you had people point. coming, subbing in, running lengths with you. It was beautiful, it's yeah. Like a very open situation. Yeah, I know. I know David Goggins like is a veteran. Yeah, I've heard a little bit of his story. Like he was like apparently he was like three hundred and fifty pounds or something like that. Damn, I, yeah. And he like was super depressed yeah. and ended up becoming a Navy SEAL. Wow. Like pushing his body to the limit. Yeah. Um, and really has that like. No, no surrender attitude right like you know like like push past your where you think your body can go right and i know that that's super inspiring for a lot of people and and i i feel you like some of his rhetoric is a little yeah like intense for me yeah uh i do like the comedy in it and the joy but i do think that there is like yeah. a way to interpret it via the lens of like the valley hobbit yeah. philosophy you know yeah which i think you did very well um, but it was so cool, you know, me and my brother coming in on the tail end, getting to, to celebrate with you guys. And of course, following some of the videos yeah. that you posted. Um, it, isn't it amazing? Like when, when you create a, an event like that, you know, and, and in some ways you guys did your own small version of what he was doing. Right. Right. In your community. Yeah. Just what it opens up in your life. Like the people that it brings into your you know, orbit, yeah. the, the connections that are made, the, you know, just by setting in your mind, like, I want to do something yeah, and I'm going to talk about it and I'm going to make it a public thing. Yeah. I'm going to share it. Like, I'm sure, like you were saying, like, like how many people are you connected to now or have you refreshed your connection with Yeah, as a result of doing this, this, this thing? Yeah. That was one of the coolest parts for it about it for me was the, all these people I became closer to through doing it. Like another teammate, an old friend, Rio Swenderman came by and just stayed at the house for the 48 hours and was just ran, walked, whatever he could do every single leg with us just because he saw me on Instagram talking about it, sparked his interest. That's amazing. He was like, oh, I'm doing it. And that was so like important to like me like it like the the inspire like pass back like happens like to you and to me yeah it's like you don't like you don't just inspire and then it it's like stops Mm -hmm. it like then they're like yo like that was inspiring inspiration is a two-way street it's a two-way street baby and that was super cool because yeah, just, I mean, I haven't had an Instagram in, like, five years, and then I got an Instagram, and then I was like, well, what's the point of having one? I was like, oh, like, I want to, like, be positive on here. I want to, like, do things that that are hard for me and then maybe inspire other people along the way, and that felt this kind of that lead-up towards, like, it just so happened that this challenge was going to be on the tail end. And I was kind of like training a little bit for it and getting my body right. And then like all the outpouring of like, yeah, just love and support, like through 
old friends and just people I don't even know that well, but we're like, yo, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like I had some homies at the AT&T store <laughs> that were like super <laughs> integral to like this whole thing. Cause they hooked me up with the new phone. Like I had, I came in there with the, the six, uh-huh. they're like, you, we can't even accept that as like, <laughs> you know, we can't even do a replace yeah, phone on that yeah. one. But I ended up spending so much time in there with them yeah. that like, I'll, I got them to kind of like follow my Instagram. I followed them back and like nice. we became like cool. And like, oh, yeah. so I dedicated one of the legs to, um, to y'all at the, at the AT&T store on fourth street. Hell yeah. Shout out. AT- I, I remember visiting those guys once upon a time. I got my first iPhone there yep. and, uh, and it was a six. The sixes were sick. Or I got a success. I had the success. That's it was I dope, dude. Yeah, I thought it was great. Success. And I loved that one. And then I moved to the 12 and I hated it. Yeah. Like with the face scan. I don't like that face scan. It thing. won't scan my yeah. face. This is the 13, but it yeah. uh, it's yet to scan my face correctly. Dude, it's all about, and this is not an ad for Apple, but for those of you out there like me that aren't into the new, you know, face scan technology, the SE. The SE costs half as much. Still Whoa. got the thumbprint scanner, and it's just as powerful. Epic the camera is just as good. It's for like you know people that want a little less flash. Yeah, and but I actually preferred it, so I went from the twelve. And it's the mini though too, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's a little smaller. It's a little more compact. Because it's the same size as this. It's the thirteen mini, and then you got yeah. a small one. Yeah, I mean, and it's uh, like I went in the store, and they're like, "Yeah, dude, like the camera is like." Just as good as the 13. It doesn't have like five cameras. It doesn't cameras. have the three camera or whatever. Yeah, but who uses yeah. that anyway? I don't know a, how I to do it. I think it's a gimmick kind of thing. Yeah. And it uh and the processor is like the processor is like just as powerful. So epic. I've loved it. I've I've really I think it's actually safer when you're driving to be able to just not look at the screen and use your thumb. Yeah. Um, but uh, but but that's cool, man. I'm glad you had that connection with the boys. Yeah, it was like I mean, it, I felt like if I was gonna even try to capture any of this on like my phone mm-hmm. i just wanted to have a device that my you know the third the, the success was starting to break down for sure so they hooked it up with the new phone got out of there and it was uh yeah it was cool but just speaking yeah all the people that were a part of it were like you know there was a long a long list of folks who who lent you know love like you included like you know you and tone coming out last night oh, was yeah. super cool and so it was um it was not an individual event. In some ways, it was very personal, but there was a collective energy where you know that other people were running it different mm-hmm. places right. that like felt like you were a part of this thing, which was really cool to feel. What was that? What did the the first? Let's let's talk about the first length. Yeah, let's like, get in the legs, dude. Let's what did that first leg specific. feel like? Knowing you had so much ahead. Yeah. Was it was it was it surprisingly easy? Was it more difficult than you thought it would be? Yeah. The first leg, I think we got blessed with some rain on the first leg. And it was definitely also... This is 8 p.m. on the first night? 8 p.m. on the first night. I picked up Lukey at the airport at 7... No, we got home at like 7.20, 7.30, and the first run started at 8. So we were kind of like, all right, like right, let's get ready and then let's go. For that one, I remember feeling energized and like had the adrenaline of that first run and also there was a like a a group of folks there that I didn't even know were gonna show up and like be there 
So like Rio, I knew was going to be there, but his mom was there and her partner was there and Spence showed up, Spencer Vergara showed up just on a whim. Like I got my haircut like the other day and kind of reconnected with him and told him what I was doing. And mm-hmm. so he showed up after work. So it was just like, we were juiced. So the first one felt good. I was like cruising. That was one that the time didn't fully get transferred because I didn't, I like didn't want to run with my phone. So I was using a, some type of Fitbit, but it was, it has been janky. And so I, I stopped using that and just started carrying my phone and using the what were you doing for music? Because I feel like in a lot of those Instagram videos, you got music bumping. I just had my fanny pack, and I was just playing it through the speakers of my phone. Really? And I could just, like, run, and I could hear it, and music was crucial. I didn't have music on the first one. Yeah, music helps a lot. And music was super important. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh... So you were able to record the Instagram with music playing? Because I feel like usually on the phone when you start recording, it cuts out the music. Yeah, so the beautiful thing was is that, like, I could hit record and the music would, like, it would, like, take one second mm-hmm. to, like, calibrate and then it would still play and oh. you could record. If you use your camera, camera, it like, it, it cuts it out. But on Instagram, they keep the music in the background. And, um, yeah, it was dope. So... Your, so your your family, I mean, your parents also were a part of this, right? Huge. What did they say when, when you and Luke, you brought the, the idea to them? Yeah, so Luke planted the seed. Mom was hesitant. And because mom has an energy that is very much, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to finish it. And she was worried that she wasn't going to finish it. So she was like, I don't want to do something I'm not going to finish. And then she started training in like February. She was like kind of like a month behind. She like, and on my schedule, she was like started a little later. And she was huge. Like she was really the leader of the whole thing because, and she had said this before I walked out of the door um, to go drop Luke off and then come here. She was like, I wanted y'all to know, like her kids, that that kind of like mentality, that addictive, like I'm just going to do this thing energy comes from me Hmm. and not your pops. (laughs) Because everyone is always like, yo, like, you know, basketball family, like, you know, like you get the athleticism and all that from your pops and. You know, sure we do. Like, I some mean, your dad is like one of the more most you know inspirational people in the valley. Yeah, he's like an, he's like an off the grid inspirer. Totally, you know? he's a totally like yeah. Without the Instagram followers, yeah, he's yeah. a total like uh, yeah, yeah. Just you know, passing out inspiration all over the place. So I totally see where that like you know people would connect that like to him, but yeah, that kind of like just like grind and we're just going to do this thing mentality is is mom and it I, I came to that epiphany like six or seven runs in after she had turned her ankle in the first leg because dad had let bilbo out okay our dog and he's running off leash and he loves mom he's connected to mom so in the dark i wasn't even a part of this fall i was some i was ahead or whatever but so she falls, turns her ankle, 
and goes, fuck it. All right, I'll keep going. And so her recovery was like different than all of ours because she was doing it on a bum ankle. Like it was, you know, bruised and and she would just come home, put her leg up, ice. Wow. And then get back out there, That's yo. Wild. It was crazy. Was yeah. it? Did she run it, or was she walking? Or she run? She ran the whole thing. You guys all? So you and Luke and her all ran the whole thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Luke said he wanted to stop definitely a couple times, but he ran the whole thing. Mom ran the whole you, thing. You bring some big brother accountability when he tried to stop? No, because I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't ever with him. Okay. Like I never saw Luke until the last two runs were you running solo mostly we would all start um together but i was by the time we got to about the first stop sign i was usually like ahead and then we wouldn't see each other okay um after that um and so it was very in that way that was where the individual aspect was there because at times like at night I could hear the echo of my shoes and I would think someone was behind me. And I even remember like talking to the person I thought was behind me. <laughs> like, yo, like this downhill is coming. This is good. Let's ride this downhill. Yeah. And then realizing that it was just the echo of my shoes. Okay. And then, and then I was kind of getting high off that. I was like, yo, I'm getting chased by myself. <laughs> you know, it's like, whoa, it was getting meta at four in the morning, yeah, dude. I'm sure. And, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I think everyone, there's no, there was no real pressure to, other than the pressure you might have put on yourself to walk whatever your body was telling you to do. Like, you know, just, yeah, Pops you're, you're walked, on your own journey. Thing, right? Pops walked the whole thing. He's coming off an Achilles injury and he knew like he was going to, he was going to walk. He might try to run a little bit, but, mm-hmm. and he, I mean, he took an ice bath today before he went to work because he's sore, yo. Like, yeah, I bet. Like just from, just from walking it, like that's mm-hmm. a, it's a grind. That's a lot of times your feet are touching the pavement and like. Right. I was so impressed just by, because like being a, an athlete myself, been an athlete my whole life, and I've dealt with some like pretty serious ankle injuries over the last couple of years. Yeah. That that have forced me to rethink how I approach athletics. Yeah. So to see your dad, who's like this monumental athlete in our community, right? Uh, everybody knows Buck Chavez as like a basketball legend, you know? right? And to see the humility that it took to be like, I'm gonna walk it, yeah. Especially when you got all these young bucks, all this young male energy around, the hype yeah. on the run, yeah. I like got to your house and he was talking about the last leg, and he's like, I'm about to go walk it, and yeah. so I know like we all, you know despite the bodies that we live in wherever our bodies are that heart is young yeah i know your dad has still got that young man energy inside that desire to like to push so i was really impressed by the wisdom that he was bringing of like i know my body i know what i what i can do yeah and uh there was this real like sense of valor yeah in his decision to be like yeah i'm gonna go walk that now yeah and you know it was, everyone was like already celebrating and he yeah. was kind of just quietly like it's like i gotta go do I gotta go. but he still he was yeah. still like in it like yeah. he wasn't it didn't matter that you guys had all finished your runs no, he no. was like it he was, was on his own journey yeah, he was on his own journey yeah and that was that was you know, pretty cool to see um i think you're right just uh the knowledge of self of like i can do what i can do 
and he was he had to ref games on Sunday. Oh wow! Um, we ref uh, third grade basketball at Redwood, second and third grade, and I got someone to cover for me. Um, but Dad had to go ref games, so he was on a different schedule than all of us, and like he, yeah, still still did it, man. And That's it amazing. was it was uh, yeah, everyone's story is their own and was just cool to be witness to it like while it was happening but I was so in my own story too that it was like if someone was like telling me they were sore and stuff I was like that's cool like keep that shit over there yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like I hear you yeah. like you know like <laughs> but like plenty of time for that later yeah yeah like <laughs> figure it out you know <laughs> like I do can I I help you yeah, some way yeah. you want I got some weed cream or whatever yeah. but like you know Let's fix that problem or keep it pushing. Yeah, let's talk let's talk about the strategy of recovery, right? So you yeah. you're doing your runs and then you you know, how did you did you plan out your your uh like your cycle or your system ahead of time or was that something yeah. that evolved over the course of the, the weekend? It was very much on the fly. Luke had the great idea of a ice bath or some sort of container that we could get into with ice and just numb. And just get that Wim Hof energy going. And that was huge. Because dad got a drum from, you know, the community center somewhere. I don't know where he grabbed it. Um, it was leaking the first time. Put some duct tape on it. And then we were good to go. But the strategy of recovery was very much kind of being thrown together as we were figuring it out. And I realized, okay, like if I'm running about, like, you know, a 33-mile, 33 33-minute, 33 4-mile pace then I have approximately three and a half hours to recover until my next run. And so in that time, everyone was doing doing different stuff. I was, I knew that laundry was going to be super important. So like, I was kind of pushing the like, you know, everyone throw the stuff that they don't want to wear on the next run in the washer. Let's get that going. Let's stay on top of like the dishes and things that I thought would be like kind of a a distraction, like, to myself at least mm-hmm. that like I didn't want to see that build up of like regular life chores not happening so that kind of also kind of kept me in a mode that felt more normal pace of life whereas a lot of people I saw were like just like putting their legs up and just like just done, conch, just yeah. done. and I was kind of like trying to definitely get some of that rest in for sure but I was also like I wanted to go to the grocery store. You're like, staying in motion. I was trying to stay in motion because I like that was whatever that felt like it made more sense to me. You take any baths, any hot baths during the weekend? I didn't take any hot baths. Um, I thought about it. Luke had Luke had done one, and he said he put some um, Epsom salts in there, and he said that was a good call. I was just doing the ice baths and then hot shower, and then kind of like yeah, just warm up. Um, either by the fire with the space heaters, mm-hmm. stay warm, and then eat something. Try to try to put something down. Yeah, how then, did you did you have to plan? Like, were you eating right when you got done with the run? Did, were you trying to give yourself enough time to digest before you? Yeah, so that was definitely, you know, something that was fluid too. Like, mom had done a lot of prep towards like grabbing kind of easier meals to like just get and then eat. So that you didn't have to like, you know, chef something up. Mm-hmm. We were tired, but you end up 
being hungry, but like not like totally sure about what you want to eat because you're like the whole cycle of the way that you're doing these runs. It just like makes it confusing for your digestion. So it was kind of a on the fly. What was the snack that kept you going? Was there something that like I had a couple of real good PB and J's with okay. some bread that um that Rio got at Fairfax Market that was not the potato bread, but it was like this soft white bread that was just like nostalgic and like just like hitting the spot in the best way. And then there was also um I think it was Saturday night, maybe Friday night where we had um chicken and spinach salad and that was like a proper meal and that felt super important too to like kind of have like a good dinner Mm -hmm. like that just like felt like okay like yeah still in the flow of things a couple annie's burritos in the mix nice um did everything it it was just a like look and then weed cream when you were smoking joints also throughout it weed cream smoked a couple cbd joints um and yeah, wanted to do it my way, you mm-hmm. know, like wanted it, you know, so like on some of the night runs, we popped a couple mushrooms, like nice. just like, you know, peanut butter for the taste. And um, yeah, just kind of like wanted to, wanted to have it be mine. Didn't want to have it be like a super rigid structure, but like wanted to be smart about it. I wasn't drinking at all. I wanted to do stuff that would help me, not hinder me. Right. And um sounds like you were being very like ceremonial with it you know like, yeah. shamanic almost yeah Had some intention real intention like did you set any intentions before the start of the run yeah i i think just maybe like just feeling this discipline that i've like been kind of like trying to tiptoe into my life of like limiting certain things that I had done to to excess before, whether it be drinking, eating, smoking, all three things that I love doing that I get a high from, but I often feel like I kind of abuse that high of just like eating that third cookie, you know, <laughs> like, like the first two were cool, dude, but you didn't need the third one right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> just, just as a note, that was one of the things tony said on the drive back home last night he's like man i ate too many girl scout too many girl scout cookies he got got by the girl scout cookies dude it happens it happens tom yeah he gets there that let's talk about the leg you know for this part you know we're gonna get real specific for all you valley folk tuning in out there yeah uh if not just know that that uh this is local talk and you're welcome to listen yeah we'll try to give you a good picture of what it was but uh but for my fellow Woodacrons, San Geronimonians, yeah. Orsnolians, and, and Loganedans. Yeah. Uh, this one's for you, baby. Yeah, all Let's the trolls and the salmon and yeah. the turkeys. turkeys and, the, and the lightning. And the lightning. Yeah. Let's talk about the route. What was the route? Yeah, so the route was from our house, 221 Central. Y'all welcome to come by. Say what's up. Um, I'm moving out, but there's always going to be folks there. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm moving out I'm moving out come y'all on come by, on by <laughs> and so we leave we go out the front door and we start right like next to my dad's old 64 Falcon and this um and the blackberry bushes and this kind of like culvert that we like like to pee in nice. and and then we go 
heads up we usually like to pee in the blackberry bushes so just i've seen people go for the low ones my whole life and i feel like it's important to note that like it's either us or dogs or like that's just gonna have maybe urine on it which Mm -hmm. is it is what it is the rain (laughs) will wash it off but but stay with it so we just went from there we go to the ball field through the fire station loop the ball field come down redwood all the way to san geronimo valley drive right there where uh travi lang lives Mm -hmm. and then you go up past the post office dixon ranch is on the left and then you uh you hit the right at the post office you go up central and then you come back to our house and then how I like to do it is get that little mini loop around our house, just around the block, mm-hmm. in between those two bigger loops, because you have to do that loop twice. That's the Carson Central Loop? Yeah, a little around the new Central Park zone. Yeah. And so you end up doing that first initial loop, which is like almost two miles. You get that middle around the block loop, and then you have to do the bigger loop again, and that gives you the four miles that you need to do the thing. But that was the that was the jam, dude. Just running around the neighborhood, like, yeah. What's up, yeah? Did you have? Was there anybody that was like spectating, like that you kept seeing again and again, or definitely were people aware you were doing this in the, in the neighborhood? It started to be like it was funny to see the the reactions start to change once you they started to see you do it again, or like the look would be like, what what's going on, or like, and so I think also we, that we had a decent sized group it became a little bit more of like, oh, they're like, they're doing something. Um, a lot of like, just, yeah, like love from like, yo, good job, yo, like, or whatever, like on a pass by. Um, yeah, Buzz on Central um, was huge a couple times because that Central stretch, even though it was a mild uphill, that's been like a, that's been like a weird, because I've run that to home like so many times in my life. That is just a wild straightaway that's just, like, longer than it needs to be. And it just, like, feels, like, long. Like, I don't know why, but it just is. For sure. Yeah. I mean, that's – there's a psychology, especially growing up in the valley, like, because I remember there's certain hills in the valley that just, you know, coming home from school, I got to go up on my bike, like, thinking about riding my bike home on Arroyo. Yeah. At the top of Arroyo. Like how long that hill felt. Yeah, that hill you know. feels big, man. And you know, it doesn't matter. You get older, the hill gets smaller relative to you. But the in your mind, it's, it's, still, it's big, still big, dude. Yeah, yeah totally. For sure. Yeah, you you felt those micro uphills, hmm. um, and loved the downhills. The downhills <laughs> were so sweet, but the uphills you definitely felt. And we're like, all right, let's fight this uphill. It's like you know, yeah. one step, one step, one. It's step. cool. Like I I do a three and a half mile loop in this neighborhood. Yeah. I've been doing it now for three, four years and it starts, you know, technically running uphill. Right. Then I cut and I'm running kind of at the same. And I always know right when I hit Ashby uh. that I've got this, suddenly I'm just flying, you know? And it's like, Oh man, I'm, I'm you fast. Just, yo. Yeah. You got the momentum. Of- I got certain hydrants that I do tricks over. I jump over, do yeah. a, you know, 360 or, you know, and every, every time I get up to those, I'm like, is this going to be the year that I like, 
hurt myself. Like I'm right. getting older every year. Can I still do the 360 over the hydrant? Yeah, that's so sick. But then I get to it and I'm like, yeah, I can. I still can. can. Do it. Yeah. yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> little Jedi training grounds. Or whatever. Yeah, no, that is like so important to have like those little things along the way mm-hmm. that are like little uh, yeah little like boosters kind of yeah i wanted like... to ask you did you build any new relationships with parts of this stretch was there like those moments where you're like oh you again or like totally here we go or <laughs> yeah absolutely i um i don't know if i'll i might walk that loop again or i might bike that loop or i might drive that loop but it's gonna be hard for me to think about running that loop for mm. a long time okay but it was like such a cool way for me to say bye to the neighborhood. Right. Like, and I think in a lot of ways, that's what this was for me was I kind of wanted some symbolic way to say bye to this place that meant so much to me. And to run around the neighborhood that many times, be I think about 24 because each loop yet or for each leg, you had to do the loop twice. I was running by old friends house like that, you know, like moved away. And it was like, it was emotional. Like, it was like, I'm running by the ball field. Like, my brother, like, hit his first home run, like, while I was, like, umping. And, like, just, like, little Luke, like, mm-hmm. just, like, knocked one into left center. I felt like I hit a homer, and I was, like, umping it. And I was yeah. like, yo. Like, and so, like, every time I ran around the field, I was like, yo, like, Luke, you hit your first homer here, yo. Yeah. Like, this is sick. Like, right. and every basketball hoop along the way. I would like, you know, send a little imaginary floater into or, or, um, yeah, by the jumps where the Ramoses used to live, there was a Buddha and Anua hit me and was like, yo, make sure that you check the Buddha, like mm-hmm. the Buddha will give you love. And so it was, it was cool, man. There was definitely like a bunch of little symbols along the way and just a bunch of like hellos and goodbyes that were happening and still cool. gone. I'm going to pause real quick. Yeah. Swap out the batteries again. Let's do that on here too. Take this shit, yeah, that dude. you're into it. You're not interviewing for a job that you don't really want. Yeah, you know? like I want this. All right, we're back. So, running yeah, around the back. field. Yeah. Um, you're saying that you wouldn't, you're not going to do that, that route anymore. Yeah. You go ahead and tap my face again on that. Hell yeah, I'll tap your face. Tap on my face, baby. There we go. Get that autofocus. Um, so was there like, uh, was any of it like traumatic for you? Is there a traumatic element to the run? I think the repetitive nature of doing that loop and starting to know your steps and your parts, there was a, it was a yin and a yang. It was very beautiful to like recognize exactly where you were, but being so aware of the start and finish and everything in between started to wear on me like halfway through and when we do this again next year, I would like to mix more trails in there, less pavement. You're going to do it again? It's going to be an annual thing? Luke put it out there as an annual thing. Okay. He floated it. We had a meeting before we even started this thing where it was just Luke, Mom, and I, and he had made a PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah? And, yeah, and he was like, thanks for coming. He ran a Zoom meeting, and we were like, yep, like we're here, you know, and uh, – so he was like it's annual and we were like okay you know i didn't know (laughs) yeah but um yeah i think i think it'd be cool to yeah do it again do it different um you know do it the same but like just have like as many people that wanted to be a part of it um 
yeah engage with it and and join and then yeah even like just talking about like the video work and stuff that you're doing like having someone film it Mm -hmm. and have it be more documented um just at a higher production level than like just like instagram stories or whatever it's funny that's kind of where my mind went even when you invited us out i was like should i bring my camera you know yeah but i think it'd be a really cool little mini doc to do yeah just to because uh, I'm sure you're just getting so much gold from everybody too, all all day during the runs. Oh, just epic stuff, yeah. You know, tons of great little quotes and yeah. enough to fill a uh, you know a doc for sure. Uh, totally something that like I think you know, 15 minute whatever you wanted mm-hmm. to, to do with it, but like, yeah, there were times where and I it's okay because the movie is in my head, so I I know it happened. But Luke and I are running up Central, and we're both just done, tired. This is leg ten. Mm-hmm. and he is on my left going come on man come on man and he's talking to him, me and he's talking to himself and it's like yo like that's my little brother mm-hmm. like and he's like just like such a to me like such an inspiration and to be with him like running up our street like is like dope to me like the dopest and so like yeah some of those moments i'm just off you know i'll just keep it in my pocket <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah do you ever have a moment where you thought you weren't gonna finish mm, were you like the, close to giving up was there anything like that the only thing for me was about four legs in my lower calves got tight and I hadn't felt that level of tightness from playing basketball or, or going on my runs because I wouldn't, I wasn't doing them in sequence. Mm-hmm. So I was worried just that there would be like some potential injury or something that I, if I was continuing to do that and it continued to get more tight that I would like that would happen. But as it went, like I was able to kind of like figure it out on the go just like with the recovery that I was doing rolling it out and kind of like the ice baths and the weed cream Mm -hmm. and just kind of while you're running that's when you do it does help to have that like that Goggins mentality a little bit I think the voice in my head is a lot more positive than like than um like you know like even Luke was like saying that his brain was against him and that he was like trying to fight his brain a little bit. And I always felt like, yo, the voice in my head is like so dope, yo. <laughs> it's like, yo, like, yo, like, I got, yeah. you know, the homie's rooting for me. Like, he's like, yo, you, you gotta got, change your running. Yeah, part, it's bro. like, yeah, it's like, yo, you need to, yeah, you gotta have you a hype man in your brain who's just like, every dog that was barking at me like uh, when i'd like run by the house i was like thank you yo like that's that's fucking that's I needed epic that. i needed that yo like <laughs> the the water like we would run along the creek and the water at night was moving in rio said this it was moving yo the water's moving in the same direction as us it was like whoa yo <laughs> the water yo the water's on our side yo we're running with the water yeah, you so, start to line up those elemental allies. Yeah, you just find your teammates out there. Yeah. And so, yeah, and I had a hype man in my head, so that was cool. That's – what an asset. Yeah. Know? What about – so I want you to take me to this moment 
you just finished yeah. that first step after knowing that you're done. What is that moment? Yo, that moment, it's like a mix of like KG after the Celtics win the title. Anything is possible. And like, it's that, but it's like immediate tears, like immediate, like keel over, like, and just like start crying and it was even like the last couple runs were wild because like the last one specifically like there were hella people behind me like riding their bike like having their conversations kind of kicking it supporting me Mm -hmm. but it was like I was very aware that they were behind me and so even when I finished and I was like starting to cry I was like very aware that like there were people there and it was like this balancing act for me of like wanting that release for myself and like knowing that I had had points along the runs where like tears were close and tears were happening, but it was, my face was sweaty. You know, there was, a, you could confuse a little it. mingling. You, yeah. You yeah. could confuse a tear for some sweat. Um, but yeah, those first couple steps, I think I was like, I just did it and I just went, you know, just keeled over and just kind of like let myself get a, a quick uh, cry in. And then, yeah, then I hugged my brother up on um, the pathway um, of bricks that, that dad mostly built, but but I helped him a lot. And, like, we, we all got to lay some bricks, so that pathway was kind of, like, cool to me too. And, um, and then I was kind of right into, like, party hosting mode so i was like oh yeah we got people coming over like let me get the the beers on ice and like you know bring out some snacks and shit for folks so um so it kind of went it was a quick transition to like done with the run to like let's have some fun yeah 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 it was a fun party um i wanted to ask you too like what was it like to wake up this morning you know the first morning where you didn't have that immediately to think about yeah. How was last night's sleep? And, yeah. and and what did you you know, did you feel like any wistfulness that it was over? Were you just happy that it's done? Yeah. Take me through that. Yeah. Yeah, it was a it was cool. It was a kind of a mix of things. It was missing the camaraderie a little bit of like the the we're all doing this hard thing together. Mm-hmm. And that was super sweet. But uh knowing that we weren't having to run again was a super big relief and so like knowing that I was going to get to sleep like straight and not have to wake up in like two hours or whatever was huge because I was definitely getting into like this wild dream state of just lack of sleep and like that was like cool to be in but I could also feel my body being like let's conk you out for you know six to seven hours so the the sleep was great the wake up was awesome drove my sister to school listen to music with her and did then she do the run or was she just chilling she did um nicole did the first two runs with us and she ended up running eight miles total and it was huge like most like miles she's ever put in in a short po- period of time and just even leading up to the event like she would be training like doing more runs and everything and so it was a super positive influence and she was huge like just as a part of it the whole time and Gracie also ran the last two, I think, I think she did two miles the last uh, run that everyone did. 
like she did like the last loop like the last second half of the last leg and her and her and coley ran together it's like just beautiful like i was like yo that's so cool you just wanted to jump in on the last one you keep running i'm, I'm yeah so yeah she um she ran the last one and i got to drop her off at at archie today um and yeah the whole morning was just kind of like a cool nice to hang out at the house a little bit like luke had been home for you know these three days or whatever but it was never really like we got to kick it um because it was like we were just running Right. We definitely had our moments of hanging, but it was like there was always this other thing that was happening. So this morning we played Catan Sick. with the uh, with Sky and Coley. I gotta and, get uh, down with you guys with some Catan. Yeah, my brother, hardcore. Yeah, that's epic. I love it. I like want to love it, but I haven't <laughs> won in so long that oh, that game yeah. is like hard for me to love. It's like yo, this thing takes a long time. The pace of play is an issue. Let me let you in on my strategy. Okay, yeah. What do you do first? The initial placement is essential. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you got to get one of every kind. No. But you got to have a strategy. Like, yeah. am I yeah. going sheep heavy this round? And can I get the sheep port? Right. But sheep, stay away from the sheep. I don't, I'm, I'm not afraid of sheep. If you got the sheep port. I've won on sheep. Okay, that's cool. But if you can get the sheep port and yeah. you got it, you know, you just got to look at your numbers. Yeah. Everybody wants to go for the six, eight right away, which yeah. are great. But it's the nines and fours that will make totally- you. That's like a metaphor for Nines life. Nines fives, I mean. Yeah, um, the, yeah the, the like secondary numbers yeah. that are like kind of not the flashy mm-hmm. red ones that are speaking to everybody on the board. The other thing, don't get boxed in in one corner of the board. Mm. Make sure you have an out to expand. So like, if that means two on separate sides, yeah. you know, I've beat my cousin so often because he puts stuff right next to him. Each other. Yeah, he closed himself in. That and then uh, you kind of got to be ruthless with, with how you build. Yeah uh with respect like ruthless with respect the way that i play katan is i'm not i'm never aiming to win yeah because to me winning is kind of arbitrary in that game cool i want to be able to do stuff every turn right so i'm aiming to get like an economic system in motion that's a cool way to think about it it's not even yeah if i do that even if i don't get the the victory i still feel good about the game right i just hate sitting there with cards and not being able to do things yeah so like for me it's like I'm all my decisions are like, will this bring me in more resources so I can do more stuff? I just want to be able to do stuff on my turn. And that's, what's fun. Yeah. You know, that's a hell of a good call, man. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a mix of like this morning's game, for example, was a mix of like distraction of like, you know, just whatever was happening around us. I was playing music pretty loud. So mm-hmm. trades were down when music was loud <laughs> and nice. um, it was like, yeah, it was it was a dope game, but it definitely reached a point where I was almost rooting for the one who was leading. Right. I was like, Scott, what do you need? Like, he, he got the I win. got you. Scott got the win. That's one way to piss off your other brothers. By yeah, a boost to the right. <laughs> and yeah, they they were trying to figure it out like yeah. what we were all in this like, do we want it to end yeah. like type of place? But I hear you on the it's the there's a focus that you have to do. You have to have a strategy. And, I, sure. and I'm kind of whimsical with that strategy. I'm, like, floating in it. And I yeah, gotta... no, I always have, like, two objectives. Yeah. And, like, an A and a B. And it's like, okay, for, my next thing I'm trying to do is this. And I got this other thing lined up. Yeah. If someone counters what I'm trying to do, I got a backup that I can put my resources towards. Yeah. I love Catan. Let's play, man. Let's do I it. I think I might, sure. I might 
do with uh, yeah. with a little bit of a yeah. and everyone you know i should say that like i am most winningest in my family uh-huh and all my cousins and my brother like gang up on me every game yeah like, they all come for me yeah you ask any one of them they say that i'm like the most cutthroat that i'm yeah. like you know like the most competitive but and i am you're ruthless with respect though but what i always maintain is like hey i'm never really looking to screw anyone over yeah i just I want to get my system. Going. You got to put yourself first, yeah. yo. It's yeah. a metaphor for life for sure. in some ways. It's like, yeah, and that's that's a cool way to do it because I even like today was like forgetting to like, I'll put the I'll put the night on, um, you know, someone roll a seven or I, I would like move it to like my brother's spot, mm-hmm. forget to take his card, okay. you know, just like yeah, you know, that's just like rookie stuff. just rookie stuff. We bl- we do we do extortion in our family, so like what's that? So if if I roll a seven. Sorry for those of you who don't know what we're talking about. This is Catan lore. Yeah. You can fast forward this part. <laughs> uh, if you roll a seven or you play a night card. Yeah. Like what, this is where it's gotten to with my cousins and me and my brother. Yeah. Like before we decide where it's going, I'm going to every player and being like, how much, like, what do you give me not to night you? Right. Right. So you're making like on a, on a seven, you're going to get two or three resource cards at least. Yeah. And sometimes that means you got to like put it on the desert, which is fine. Right. Or sometimes you got to make the tough call, which is like later in the game. Sometimes there is no spot to put it. Right. And then you have to make the decision. Am I going to go back on my word? Yeah. Which really pisses people off more than anything. Yeah. You know, or do I knight myself? Which yeah. Which I would never do. Which is a weird move. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, there's been some feelings definitely when, 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 a, when deal had to go backwards. Yeah. Uh, but I think in the end, what what I've learned from Catan, you know, despite all of our arguments, because in our family, it's like this big thing every Christmas. Okay. Everyone keeps showing up, you know. That's beautiful. Sometimes people win, sometimes they lose, sometimes they have a hard time, but we all show up to the table. Yeah. And now we got, you know, my, my younger cousin, Pietro, who's like 10 years younger than me. Dope. Uh, shout out, shout out Pete. What's uh, up, Pete? He, I feel like he's always been the youngest cousin. We have a, like a big family, right? There's yeah. like 10, 15 cousins. He's the youngest. Yeah. And he's always wanted to kind of be respected as yeah. a man. Yeah. You know? And this last Christmas I felt like was the Christmas where I was like, yeah, dude, like you're, you're a man, dude. You're one you of us, it, bro. Yo. Like you're all respect and love. And now we got. Do you have the extended or how do you? Yeah, we usually just play four player though. Okay, cool. But I have the extension. I have the Seafarers, which is fun also. Mm. But now we got little Donovan, Dono, who's my cousin's son. Okay. Who's, he's just a genius. Got... He's like one of the most interesting people I've ever met. And he's getting up there. He's like 11. His mom's letting him stay up a little late with the boys. Uh oh. So now, like, he's like. We don't let him play yet. Mm. Like he's not like quite. He hasn't earned his but spot at the table. He's soaking up. He's soaking up that. But we're like, yeah, you can sit. You know, and this year he like sat next to me. He's like, hey man, can I be on your team? You know, and Dope. I'm like, I'm like, you know, you can sit with me. You can root for me, and I love you. But I'm making my decision. <laughs> and I, sometimes you get excited when you look at my cards and you give it away. You know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm like, you can sit here, but you can't give away my cards. Yeah. But I love you, and you're welcome yeah. here. You know. Yeah. That clear information yeah, is important for sure, yeah. and and so he's now. It's so cool to see, like, you know, Pietro's now moved up he's to in that the mix. spot. 
which yeah. he has been for years, but I think he felt it this year. Dope. And now Donovan's we got the next the young buck coming up. Coming in. And there's room for more. There's yeah. another seat at the table, you know? Hell yeah, there's and, always room. And it was so... Except for when you run into the max of like four players. Yeah, well, then we'll expand. We got up to yeah, six. Right. Uh, but the cool thing, too, was like right at like 1 a.m., he was like, I think it's time for my bed. And then he went he to sleep. And we're like, what, dude? You're Way like, to go, yo. You're I can't get in bed before three down here. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. He's like, he's got that internal clock. He's like, yeah, it's time for bed. For sure. That's what's up. Well, I think we're about there. I, I just wanted to give you the opportunity. First of all, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, man. Uh, and I know that you've kind of like made a reentry to Instagram yeah we we didn't even really get into the comedy stuff which we should talk about maybe in another conversation yeah but uh you know as with all my guests uh if it's something that you want is there you know would you like people to connect you with you if they want to connect with you yeah. what's the best way to do that yeah um, i always like to give my guests an opportunity to share that if they want hell yeah yeah, my cell phone number is 831-240-9256. Call me, y'all. If you need some love, it's call me, you know? But my Instagram is neil.quest. Neil and, um, and, yeah, Quest is my middle name. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, neil.quest is my Instagram. Um, and then, yeah, otherwise, my cell phone and the home phone would be 415-488-4408, yo. Like, you know, call the house, say what's up to Pops. Again, I'm leaving, so, <laughs> so you know, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, well, um, that's, that's That's amazing. It. And I just, you know, I think we'll end, you know, is there any, like, last piece of of wisdom, any lesson you want to impart on everybody? Yeah. You know, as as a way of saying goodbye and good night. Yeah. Can we get a little bit of Neil lore? Okay, yeah. Episode? Let me breathe into that. Yeah, I would say let your light shine, yo. Like be loud when you want to be loud, like take your space. And something I've been feeling into myself is like yeah, don't take the dimmer off. And like just be be what feels good to you and that can mean a bunch of different things but for me it's been this awakening of like I have more control over my own life than I was ever really fully willing to acknowledge before like I was kind of passenger driving just chilling letting stuff happen and so stepping into my own life and being like no I want to drive it's actually changed the way that I drive. <laughs> like when I'm actually driving a car, I'm like, nah, like I'm taking that. And there's a level of like, you can be cautious, cautious in your aggression and kind of like aware of your surroundings, but not constantly bending to like, Oh, am I stepping on your toes? Mm -hmm. You know? And so that's been a, um, a cool little balancing act that I'm feeling myself. So yeah, I'd say let your light shine, you know, turn your music up and, dance always beautiful well dude i love you so much thank you for coming on i love you hope and i'm excited for your move out to the city and, and we'll be getting you out in some more east bay runs uh all the east bay runs dude yeah i'm gonna oh. be over here for sure fuck yeah well let's watch the dubs boy let's go all right now thank you everyone food, out yo, there for watching up. like subscribe all that good stuff woodacre california Peace. east bay 
city it's love shout out to the valley yeah. you thought the song was over you thought the song was over well for all you audio only listeners uh we got a special bonus for you here which is uh we, we, we got a, a direct message, special delivery straight from Brother Lukey. Brother uh, Luke. To share on the show. So, Neil, take it away. Give, give us the, the Luke stream of consciousness. Yeah, so these are Luke's words. Fuck you, brain. My body can do this. A, statement, a statement I would repeat to myself to assure the faith. Humans have become mentally weaker through technological and mechanical innovations because they make our day-to-day easier. We have difficult, we have become comfortable. It's difficult to grow as a human when your life is easy and you are comfortable. This challenge helped me create a better connection with my brain and body to use my brain as a support system for my body instead of an obstacle. Sometimes I think the brain and body are separate entities and a lot of humans lose their connection with both. To complete this challenge, I had to use both in harmony. And the moment I finished, I feel like they like each other better now. Have fun, man. Give my love to Hope. Wow. 